As you heard that jingle, you know what time it is. It is Monday evening and it's that time of the evening where we're talking about the life of the Ashab. And Hayrin Barakah, we have that beloved Sheikh that is always here giving his selfless time to educate us and uplift us on the history of our most beloved companions of the Rasulullah Those heroes, those people that has, we are basking in their legacy. Alhamdulillah. And we must always make a reference to what they have gone through and sometimes what we're going through and look at that comparison and see the injustices that they went through and then we must say Alhamdulillah that we are still living a life of luxury. Alhamdulillah. Now this evening we're going to be focusing on one special ashab but I don't want to mention the name I would actually want Sheikh to say it. Sheikh Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh. Wa Alaikum Assalam Warahmatullahi Ta'ala Wabarakatuh. Buta Yusuf, respected listeners. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. We are back together again. Ahla wa sahla wa marhaban bikum. Like what the listeners said, Buta Yusuf like a cool fanan. Like what if you are a dunas and a partisus and the man is looking like a young guy. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Sheikh, alhamdulillah, it's good as also super radio. And it's only been so hard. No, no, no. Must tell the people the man is looking very handsome. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Shukran, Sheikh. A compliment will get you everywhere, Sheikh. Sheikh, I'm speaking to none other than Sheikh Riyad Fatar, the Imam of Husami Majid Ravenby. Sheikh, um, this evening we're speaking about one of those uh, brilliant um, companions of the Rasulullah again. And tonight we're doing uh, some uh, concerning which is Abu Ubaida ibn al-Jarrah. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa salatu ala Sayyidina Muhammad al-Sadiq al-Wa'ad al-Ameen. Allahumma la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka anta al-Alim al-Hakim. Allahumma allimna ma yanfa'na wa anfa'na bima allamtana. وَزِدْنَا عِلْمًا وَأَرْنَا الْحَقَّ حَقَّ وَارْزُقْنَا اتِّبَاعًا وَأَرْنَا الْبَاطِلَ بَاطِلًا وَارْزُقْنَا اجْتِنَابًا وَجَعَلْنَا مِمَّنْ يَسْتَمِعُونَ الْقَوْلَ فَيَتَّبِعُونَ أَحْسَنَهُ وَأَدْخِلْنَا بِرَحْمَتِكَ فِي عِبَادِكَ الصَّالِحِينَ أَخْرِجْنَا مِنَ ظُلُمَاتِ الْجَهْلِ وَالْوَهْمِ إِلَى أَنْوَارِ الْمَعْرِفَةِ وَالْعِلْمِ آمِين يَا رَبَّ الْعَالَمِينَ Listeners, Abita Yusuf, <coughs> we continue in our dars with these honorable Sahaba, Ridwanullah alayhim ajma'in. And like Abita Yusuf had said, our Sahabi for today is Abu Ubaidah ibn al Jarrah. This is a very honorable Sahabi to the extent I start you off with the hadith of the Nabi about the Sahabi, and it shows you the high rank that we are dealing with. And the Sahabi that we are dealing with, Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah, the Nabi says about him, لِكُلِّ أُمَّةٍ أَمِينَ وَأَمِينَ هَذِي الْأُمَّةِ Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah. That every Ummah has a custodian. And the custodian of this Ummah is Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah. The Hadith is in al-Bukhari. And narrated by Anas ta'ala anhu. So that tells you immediately the greatness of the Sahabi. But, but Yusuf, you have now pricked something on my side. And I do want to say also, before we go into the life 
of this very Sahabi, then when, you know, when one goes through the seerah of the Sahaba of the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, you realize that their lives was a life of going through cruelty, a life of harshness that they had gone to. Therefore, their drink was inferior. Mm. It was an exhausting life. It was a life of fighting here, defending there, protecting the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. And in my opinion, and I feel very convinced in my opinion, in my opinion, they were extremely happy people. Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. They were happy people. Why is that? Because they felt great that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honors them as a human being. Allah Akbar. They had that honor from Allah. If you look at our lives today, and you see the nice live life we have, a life of ease, a life of abundance, alhamdulillah, alameen, the food is great, the house is there. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. The aircons is there. The heaters <laughs> are there. Alhamdulillah. But you don't see that heroism anymore mm. like it has been before. Sacrifice is not there like it's been before. And then you still find people that think of the Sahaba as being insignificant. Mm. That talk about, uh, about Sahaba with no respect. Mm. And it doesn't matter also what daraja you received on this dunya. Wallahi, the life of the Sahaba was a life of difficulty. They were leaders of army. And there isn't greater than that. I mean, when you speak about Abu Ubaidah, I mean, this is a, a, a person where Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab comes to his house and finds there, what is there to eat? A bowl of water and a piece of, uh, of bread that's dry Allah already. Akbar, huh? Sheepskin where there's no more wool on the sheepskin. Eh? Uh, that is what if, if there's nothing in the room, there's just a sword hanging there. And Sayyidina Umar says, what is this? Mm. Is this the room or the house of Amin al-Ummah? Is this the house of the, of the, of the custodian of this deen of this Ummah? Eh? Is this the house of the leader of the, of the army? And he says to him, but didn't you then take what I've given you? He says, you know, Amir, that is all dunya. Mm. That is all dunya. And in actual fact, the, the dunya that you see that I have here is actually a lot. Mm. It's actually a lot. And we are happy with the little that Allah Ta'ala grants us. Alhamdulillah. So, Alhamdulillah, you know, if Allah Ta'ala were to give us the dunya in our hands, with its wealth, with its houses, with its smartness and 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 take castles and take boats and take planes and all of that the dunya be akmaliha it's not going to give you happiness so true it's so not true. going to give you happiness these sahaba that were taken from their very roots and lived this life of difficulty they alhamdulillah alameen, had found happiness the sahabi abu Ubaidah ibn, uh, ibn al-jarrah here is a Sahabi in the battle. The Nabi has two links that is stuck into his, his cheek. And the Sahabi comes and pulls out with his teeth. And at the end, the result is he had no more front teeth. Allah Akbar. And those of us that think that that started from Cape Town, <laughs> it starts from Cape Town. <laughs> I like that one. This, this is, a, is one. a Sahabi that died because of the plague. Mm. Because of a plague that has come. And that is Amin al-Ummah. He is the custodian of 
the deen like the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam said, and when Allah puts rahmah in your life, wallahi, you're not going to be a more Allah happier person Allah than that. Alhamdulillah. With Yusuf? Let's take a short break and be back just after I've got that. a question for you and the listeners after this. Amen. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Talking Point, but actually, lives of the Ashab. Khairin barakat to you. I hope you're having a wonderful Monday evening, listening and very attentively because here we have Sheikh Riyad Fatar explaining to us one of the most beloved of the companions of our Rasulullah. We didn't get into that detail yet how beloved he was and why is this so, his life so significant. That's why we're going to ask Sheikh to, ex- uh, to expound and uh, extrapolate those important issues. That was made him uh, uh, one of the beloved of our Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah rabbil alamin wa salatu wassalamu ala ashrafil mursalin sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. But Yusuf when we look at these at these people these sahaba and these men then wallahi if they were human beings, then we cannot be, be human beings. Allahu Akbar. And if we are human beings, then they are way above human beings. Allahu Akbar. I want to coin this phrase and I want to say that they are Muluk Darul Muluk Daril Akhira. They are the kings of the Akhira. Allahu Akbar. Mulukul? Muluk Darul Akhira. Darul Akhira. And that love that they shown uh, uh, to the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam and to their deen. And, and these are people, wallahi, that just came into the deen. They just came, one, one almost want to ask, where did you guys get your university degree for the things that you've done? They just mm-hmm. became Muslim. Do they have a doctorate or something? What books did you read? Did mm-hmm. you write any books? Mm-hmm. Now, this is so. That when a person connects with Allah Ta'ala, then you are in another daraja. Then you are on another level. Everything around the dunya becomes irrelevant. Mm. Irrelevant. You don't need a doctor to be to be so close to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. You don't need to be an Imam or a Mawlana or a Sheikh mm. to be that close to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. This Sahabi, his name Amir ibn Abdullah ibn al-Jarrah al-Qurashi al-Fahri. Abu Ubaidah is what he had been na- he had been familiar with, and al-Jarrah takes his kunya, his family name from his grandfather. Al-Jarrah means surgeon. Surgeon. Oh and he is the one that were almost like the doctor in the Arab world. His mother's name was Amima bint Ghanam. And he had been born approximately 40 years before the Hijrah, which was about 584. But Yusuf and respected listeners, when we speak about this man, subhanallah, he had a striking appearance. He was slim, he was tall, his face was bright, he had a thin beard, and Historians record that people felt it pleasing to look at him. Alhamdulillah. And 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 they felt when they in the in his company it was refreshing for them. A person extremely courteous, humble, shy, Ashallah. 
Yet in a tough situation we become strikingly serious and very alert. It, 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 they say that it resembling the flashing of a blade of a sword mm-hmm. in its, in its uh, severity and in its sharpness. So he was described as what? As the Amir al-Ummah, the custodian of the Ummah of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And of him, Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he said the following. Three persons in the tribe of Quraysh were most prominent. They had the best character and were the most uh, uh, modest. If they spoke to you, they would not deceive you. And if you spoke to them, they would not accuse you of lying. Only three people he mentions. Abdullah ibn Umar. Who is Abdullah ibn Umar? The son of Sayyidina Umar anhu, the Khalifa. Was Abu Bakr Siddiq, Uthman ibn Affan, and Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah. Allah Akbar. Those three people. He says, radiallahu ta'ala anhum. And, and that is exactly the wasp, the description that the Nabi alayhi salatu gives about a mu'min. What does the Nabi say about a mu'min? Man amil al-nas falam yudlimuhum, wa haddathahum falam yakzibuhum, wa wa'adahum falam yakhlifuhum, فهو ممن كملت مروءته وظهرت عدالته ووجبت أخوته وحرمت غيبته. That the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam said that whoever interacts with people, he doesn't harm them. And when he speaks to them, he doesn't lie. And when he makes promises, he keeps his promise. Says the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, then this person has achieved and completed the degree of honor. The degree of gallantry or manhood. This person is plainly a just person. And therefore, says the Nabi, becomes wajib upon you to come closer to him in brotherhood. And it becomes haram on you to distance yourself from such a person. That is a Muslim. So Abu Ubaidah was one of the first people to accept Islam. He became Muslim with a use of respected listeners a day after Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu A day after. One day after Sayyidina Abu Bakr. In actual fact, it was through Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu that he became Muslim. Sayyidina Abu Bakr took him, Abdurrahman ibn Auf, Uthman ibn Mad'un, Arkam ibn Abil Arkam, took all four of them to the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam after Sayyidina Abu Bakr obviously had spoken to them. And they all declared the acceptance and gave shahada all together. And these people, they became the first palace of the great structure of Islam. MashaAllah, Sheikh. Now, here you have in our community people that have the illusion, I was born Muslim, so I know more. Yeah, you have people, our, our deen is built on pillars of those people that have converted and reverted to Islam in, and brought the beauty of Islam. How much of respect uh, don't we have in, for the gratitude for, and gratitude for these people that as Habs? And yet, when people nowadays turn, uh, become Muslim, we look at them distinctly yes. and look at them with yes. contempt. Uh, what needs to be changed in our heart? What needs to be done, Sheikh? We don't own Islam. Allah Akbar, we don't own it. I mean, the very clear from the hadith of the Nabi alayhi salatu salam says, لَفَضُنْ لِعَرَبِيَ عَلَىٰ عَجَمِي وَلَا لِعَجَمِي عَلَىٰ عَرَبِي There's going to be no preference from an Arab over non-Arab over non-Arab over Arab. Mm. But if you want to look for preference, إِلَّا بِالتَّقْوَىٰ Except if righteousness. 
salihness, piety. So Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, and history has shown so many times of people that became Muslim on the battlefield and then the next minute they're dead and they're in the Jannah. Allah you Allah and Allah. me, we Muslim for what, 50 odd years? And ya Rabbi, sister, ya was Muslim, and as we tell us, the Jannah sinni. Allah Akbar. So when Allah Ta'ala grants an opportunity for you to bring someone to this deen, then listen to this hadith of Nabi Alayhi Salaam. Like Sayyidina Abu Bakr says the Nabi Alayhi to Sayyidina Ali, Ya Ali, لِأَنْ يَهْدِيَ اللَّهُ بِكَ رَجُلًا خَيْرٌ لَكَ مِنْ حُمْرِ النِّعْمِ That if Allah Ta'ala grants that a person gets hidayah and you were the sabab, remember hidayah comes from Allah, you were the sabab, says the Nabi that it is better than red camels, meaning better than the best creed of, greed of, uh, breed of camels. Meaning that the reward that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you. Now we've heard about the Al-Ashar al-Mubashara. The Al-Ashar al-Mubashirin, those ten that the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam had given glad tidings to, that they will enter the Jannah while being on the dunya. Do you know that Sayyidina Abu Bakr was the one that brought all of them into the deen? Allah Akbar, Allah. Sayyidina Abu Bakr had brought all of them into the deen of Islam. Hmm? So, Abu Ubaidah, he became Muslim at the hands of Sayyidina Abu Bakr, and so did the others also uh, that I had mentioned. Abu Ubaidah, respected listeners, he lived through the harsh experience which the Muslims went through in Makkah. Hmm. He went through everything from beginning to end. He, he went through the difficulty of the early Muslims. He endured the insults and the violence and the pain and the sorrow. Everything, in every trial and test, he remained firm. Constant in his belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Nabi alayhi salatu wa salam. In Ashafaq, he had a very harrowing experience and it's probably the most difficult experience that he had to go through was at the Battle of Badr. At the Battle of Badr, Abu Ubaidah, like most of the Sahaba, was in the front line. Mm-hmm. Front line of the Muslims fought and fighting with all might and main and, and so on, and fighting like somebody that is not afraid to die. And the Quraysh cavalry, they were extremely wary about him, and they avoided coming face to face with Abu Ubaidah. But there was one man in particular that didn't want to leave him off. One man, however, he kept pursuing Abu Ubaidah. Wherever he turned, Abu Ubaidah tried his best every time to avoid this man. He didn't want to encounter him. Every time he comes somewhere, the man is there, moves in another way, moves in another direction, moving until this man finally plunged into the attack and he attacked Abu Ubaidah. And Abu Ubaidah tries desperately to avoid him. And eventually the man succeeded in blocking him and stood in his path between him and the Quraysh and now they were face to face with each other. And Abu Baida, he could only protect himself and he struck the man one blow and the man fell to the ground and died instantly. I'm going to say, do not try and guess who the man was. It was, as I said earlier, one of the most harrowing experience of Abu Ubaidah how much impossible to imagine because the man 
that was facing him was his own father. Was his own father. And it is clear that Abu Ubaidah was not intending to kill his father. Mm. In actual fact, it is uh, like some ulama said, it had been a battle between Iman and Kufr, almost like that. Um, and in a way, it could be said that he didn't kill his father, but he rather killed the, the polytheism uh, that was there with his father. And it is concerning this event that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed an ayah because of what Abu uh, Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah experienced. In Surah Al-Mujadala, ayah number 22, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the following, لَتَجِدُ قَوْمًا يُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرَةِ يُوَادُّونَ مَنْ حَادَ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهِ وَلَوْ كَانُوا وَلَوْ كَانُوا آبَاءَهُمْ أَوْ أَبْنَاءَهُمْ أَوْ إِخْوَانَهُمْ أَوْ أَشِيرَتَهُمْ أُولَئِكَ كَتَبَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمُ الْإِيمَانَ وَأَيَّدَهُمْ بِرُوحٍ مِنْهُ وَيُدْخِلُهُمْ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارُ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ وَرَضُوعًا أُولَئِكَ حِزْبُ اللَّهِ أَلَا إِنَّ حِزْبَ اللَّهِ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ Quickly, the, what is meant in English, Allah Ta'ala says that you will find a people believing in Allah and the last day that making friends with those who oppose Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and His Rasul, even if these were their fathers or their brothers or their sons or, or their clan, Allah Ta'ala has placed Iman in their hearts and strengthened them with the Spirit from Him. And Allah Ta'ala will cause them to enter the Jannat, enter gardens beneath which rivers flow, yeah. that they may dwell therein. Radiallahu mm-hmm. Ta'ala anhum wa radu'an. Allah is well pleased with them and they are pleased with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala declares them, Ula'ika muhisbullah. They are the party of Allah. Is not the party of Allah the successful ones? Surah Al Mujadila, Ayah Mujadila, Ayah number 22. Right, the response of Abu Ubaidah Badr when confronted by his father was, was not an unexpected one. Uh, his father had yani, targeted him and so on. Um, Abu Ubaidah, he became Muslim. Before the Hijrah, uh, by about 13 years, he had made both Hijras, gone to Habasha, as well as um, Al-Badin Al-Munawwara. He had been in all of the battles, been in Badr, and um, amongst the qualities of him, says the Nabi wasalam, Abu Bakr fil Jannah, wa Umar fil Jannah, wa Ali fil Jannah. وأثمان في الجنة وطلحة في الجنة وزبير في الجنة وعبد الرحمن بن عوف في الجنة وسعد بن أبي وقاص في الجنة وسعيد بن زيد بن عمرو بن نفيل في الجنة وأبو أبيدة بن جراح في الجنة and those were the ten that received the glad tidings from the Nabi عليه الصلاة والسلام while being on the dunya. The Nabi والسلام, gives a description of the best men of his ummah in a hadith narrated by Abi Huraira anhu, and we find it in Tirmidhi. The Nabi والسلام, says, Ni'mar Rajul Abu Bakr, the best of men is Abu Bakr. Ni'mar Rajul Umar, 
Ni'mar Rajul Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah Ni'mar Rajul Usayyid ibn Hudayr Ni'mar Rajul Thabit ibn Qais ibn Shammas Ni'mar Rajul Mu'adh ibn Jabal Ni'mar Rajul Mu'adh ibn Amru ibn al-Jamuh Best of men says the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Abdullah ibn Shaqiq He says I ask Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha أيو أصحاب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كان أحب إلا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. Which of the Sahaba were more loved by the Nabi عليه الصلاة والسلام? And then she said Abu Bakr. Called to them a man. I said then who else? And she said Omar. And I said and who else? And she said Abu Ubaidah ibn al Jarrah. And I said who else? And then she kept quiet. So. Uh, amazingly, in the time of Abu Ubaid ibn Jarrah, a group came to the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam of Nasara. And, and please look, at here is a group of people that came to the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam putting complete trust in the Nabi alayhi salatu They say the following, Ya Abu Qasim, Ibath ma'ana rajulan min ashabik, sin with us Abu Qasim, one of your companions with us in whom you are well pleased. We ask that this person judge between us on issues that we have between us amongst ourselves. Um, we have high regard for you Muslim people in justice. Alhamdulillah. Allah Akbar. Before you carry on about the justice and who is the right person for that, let's take a short break and be back just after this. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. The time now, 41 minutes past the hour of six. A welcome to Live of the Ashab. Khairin barakah to you. Listen attentively. To listen to this beautiful rendition, we'll be talking about one of those beloved Ashabs. And Sheikh, uh, you have a limited time, so if you don't mind, please do tell us. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Respected listeners, this group of Christians come to the Nabi Islam and says, one of your best Sahaba, give them to us, let them act as a judge between the things that we different. We, we respect you Muslims in terms of justice. The Nabi wasalam, tells them, come back this evening and I will send one with you who is strong and who is trustworthy. So now Umar anhu, he hears this. He says, and then we went to the Dhuhr Salah and um, hoping that he's going to be the one that is going to fit the description. The mm. When the Salah was finished, the Nebulism began to look left, right, and so on. And he says, and I'm raising myself. Here I am, Rasulullah. Oh, okay. I'm right here. But the Nebulism is looking past me. Looking here until the Nebulism spotted so Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah. And he said to him, come here, go with him, judge amongst them with truth about that which they are in a disagreement, and so Abu Ubaidah ibn Jarrah got the appointment. So this shows you the trust that the Nabi mm, had in this man. Because he wasn't just a trustworthy person, he was a person that he displayed a great deal of strength in, in, in the discharge of, of, of this trust. And on several occasions, um, there's one day that the Nabi even sent him out in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, a detachment on the army and went out and told Abu Ubaidah, yeah, the only thing that you have to eat is those dates. Mm. And every Sahabi can only get one date for the day. Allah that's all that they eat. Allah and that's exactly what he did. Every day would give them one date, 
and they had some water and they had to suck on that date uh, like a baby would drink from his mother that is how they and that is how they went and that was him um when it came to Uhud, Abu Ubaidah was in a group of people and, 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 and the Kufar was shouting, Where's Muhammad? Where's Muhammad? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that was where the Nabi was surrounded. And he and, 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 and in the battle, the Nabi had two chain links that was in. And he came and he said to Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Please leave that to me. Let me do this. He didn't want to pull it out of his hands, afraid that he was going to hurt the Nabi. And this is the same one who had pulled out that teeth with his incisors. And then his Lost two his teeth. teeth all broke out also, and so on. Now, this was how they were about the Nabi. Sufyan says, Mara'itu ahadan yuhibu ahadan kahubi ashabi Muhammad Muhammadan. That I have not seen anybody love someone so much like the companions of Muhammad loves Muhammad. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Abu Ubaidah radiallahu anhu, he was one of them. He was one of them. Had been in all of the battles of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And yani, in all of these, he played a great role. Played a great role. Um, Abu Baida, all of the momentous occasions in the life of the Nabi, he was with. He was there. And after the Nabi had gone to the Rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the companions gathered at a place uh, called Saqifa, or the meeting place of Banu Sa'ada. And this day is known in history as the day of Saqifa. On this day, Sayyidina Umar said to who? To Abu Ubaidah radiallahu anhu, he says, put out your hands and I will swear allegiance to you. Give you bay'ah. I heard the Nabi alayhi salatu says, said, inna likul amina, and that you are the amin for this ummah. And that uh, for every uh, ummah there is a custodian, you are the custodian. And Abu Ubaidah radiallahu anhu, in his, um, in his uh, 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 humbleness, he declares, I am not going to do that. I'm not putting myself presence uh, forward in the presence of a man whom the Nabi had commanded that order to lead us in Salah and who led us right into the Prophet uh, and then led us in Salah right up to when the Nabi had gone unto the Rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then he turned around and gave bayah and gave oath of allegiance to Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He became a close friend of Sayyidina Abu Bakr and he stayed Yani in, in his service, supported him. The same with uh, when Sayyidina Umar became the Khalifa, Abu Ubaidah also gave him support and he never disobeyed him except one matter. But before we come there, I want to mention this and, and show the great akhlaq of this man. I don't know if Peter Yusuf can remember when we did the war that was in Syria and Khalid ibn Walid anhu, he was the general and so on. What happened is that Sayyidina Umar anhu, the Khalifa decided to make Abu Ubaidah anhu, the general. <laughs> so he wrote a letter to him, an appointment letter. You are from now the general. But they were in the midst of battle. So he kept the letter back until the battle was done. finished and done. And then called Sayyidina Khalid anhu, called him one side with good adab and akhlaq nicely and he gave him the appointment letter. Sayyidina Khalid anhu, was sad and he said, uh, May Allah have mercy, why did you hide this thing from me? And he says to him, I didn't want to break your fervor in the war. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to break that. And he says to him, 
And وما سلطان الدنيا نريد We don't want the sultanship of the dunya mm. We don't, we're not interested that ولا للدنيا نعمل And we don't even do things for the sake of dunya وكلنا في الله إخوة But we are all brothers in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Sayyidina Umar visits Sayyidina Wabayda like I said He comes to his house He asks the people where Sayyidina Wabayda And they say no well he's there in his house Oh, he meets him outside and he braces him and so on and go into the house. What does he find? There's no furniture. There's no nothing. There is no uh, 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 furniture. There is no bed. There is no nothing. All that he finds is, like I said, finds the water, finds dry bread. And that is and he says, what's going on? Why sent you money? Mm. What did you do with it? He says that little that we have, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, that is enough for us. Um, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given Now, what was the matter? Only one time that he disobeyed Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu What was that? The incident happened when Sayyidina Abu Baidah radiallahu was in Syria He was leading the Muslim forces And they went from one victory And we've done all of that in, in Syria Or in Persia And with the Romans And they were all under Muslim control The Rabbi Euphrates was uh, late is right in Asia Minor to his left It was at this time that a plague hit the land of Syria The like of which people had never experienced before It devastated the population Said now Umar anhu realizes that yeah There is great danger So he sends a messenger to, uh, to Said now by Abu anhu And the message reads I'm in urgent need of you. If my letter reaches you at night, I strongly urge you to leave before dawn. And if this letter reaches you during the day, I strongly urge you to leave before evening and hasten to me. Said Abu Baida, uh, Abu Baida, when he received the minute, he said, I know why the Amir al-Mu'mini needs me. He wants to secure the survival of someone who, however, is not internal, eternal. He wants to say who? He wants to say Abu Baida ibn al-Jarrah. And he writes back to Sayyidina Umar, I know what you need me. I know that you need me, but I'm in an army of Muslims and I have no desire to save myself from what is afflicting them. I do not want to be separated from them till Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given a decree. So when this letter reaches you, Release me from your command and permit me to stay. Said Na Umar when reading the letter, his eyes are filled with tears, and everybody's asking him, Did Abu Baida die? Did he die? Did he die? And he says, No, but death is near to him. Death is near to him. Said Na Umar intuition wasn't wrong. Before long, Said Abu Baida became affected by the plague, and his death hung over him. He said the following to his army. And I give you the last message from Abu Baida ibn al-Jarrah radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He says, I want to give my uh, last wishes to my army and to advise them. First thing he says, Aqimu salah. Perform your salah. Now what amazing. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, when he was stabbed in the mihrab, and he was about to die. The first question that he asked is, Al Sal al Muslimun Fajr al Fajr. Did the Muslim make Salatul Fajr? Allah Imagine Allah the Allah man Allah. is laying to die. Allah Allah. Huh? It's the salah hmm. that is important to him. Sayyidina Abu Baida Rajala Anu he says, Akimu Salah. Make salah, my soldiers. Hmm. 
وَصُومُ رَمَضَانُ and fast the month of Ramadan وَتَصَدَّقُوا and give sadaqah وَحُجُّوا and go perform the hajj وَأْتَمِرُوا and perform the umrah وَتَوَاسَوْ stay united and support one another وَانْصَحُوا لِأُمَرَائِكُمْ وَلَا تَغُشُّوهُمْ Be sincere and do not to your those that are in command of you and don't conceal anything from them. Wala dunya. Don't let the dunya distract you or destroy you. Because a person can live alf howling, he can live for a thousand years, and then you will still come to where I am laying now. Mm. And those were the words of Abu Baida ibn al Jarrah. When he was laying on his deathbed, Sena Mu'ath radiallahu anhu, after Sena Umar radiallahu anhu, Sena Abu Baidah radiallahu anhu, after his pastor, before he passed on, Abu Baidah tells Mu'ath ibn Jabal, please make sure that you make the salah with the people, be the leader. And then this poor, pure soul departed. And Mu'ath radiallahu anhu, he gets up and he says, Ayyuan Nas. O oh people, you are stricken by the death of a man by Allah. I don't know whether I have seen a man who had been more righteous mm. at heart, who was further from all evil and was more sincere to people than he. I ask Allah, I ask you that Allah shower his mercy, that you make to that Allah Ta'ala shower his mercy and that Allah Ta'ala be merciful to him. Amen. We make dua that Allah Ta'ala make us of such people. Of people Amen. like the Sahaba or even close to them. Amen. We make dua that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala grant those people that are going through difficulties at the, at the moment. Whoever fears Allah Ta'ala is pious, is righteous, Allah will make a way out for you. And Allah will grant you where you won't know where it's coming from. All those that are sick, Allah Ta'ala grant you shifa. All those that have passed on, Allah Ta'ala grant him jannatul firdaus. Wa akhiru da'wan and alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shukran to you, Sheikh Riyad. Shukran for always coming and educating us and enlightening us about the lives of the Ashab. And it's something that we should actually try and gain more interest and retrospect into because the reference of their lives is very important to us. Khairin barakatuh. يا شيخ إن شكرا في يوتيوب. بارك الله. Let's go, 